Hello and welcome to ADHD Adventures, where we shine the spotlight on a fabulous ADHD -er each week. This is episode four, and I'd like to welcome my guest today, James Eaves. Hi, James. How are you doing? Hi, Susie. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for yeah. accepting the invite. Looking Great to see to you. What, what I'm going to do, James, is I'm just going to go straight into the questions mm -hmm. um, and see what comes up. Is that okay? Perfect. Let's do Perfect. it. <laughs> so, James, where are you based and what do you do? So I'm based in the, the northeast of England, just north of a town called Newcastle. And I am a strength coach. And you'll have met my co-founder, uh, Michelle, Michelle Minikin, on an earlier episode. And we have a work, uh, business together called Work Pirates, um, which is, uh, has a sweary tagline. I don't know if I'm allowed to... <laughs> to swear or not but <laughs> I think Michelle uh, said unfing work unfing work yes so we help people to unf their workplaces or themselves if needed yeah so to kind of get into the heart of the workplace and make the workplace a better place to be is that kind of what it is yes we all know the typical sort of problems with recruitment processes bad managers etc so we try to address those head-on um and we're building a community as well of getting other people to be more work pirates, create a bit of a movement, get people um, not just talking about things, but actually doing something about them. We don't like this. This doesn't work. What can you do about it? Great. Let's go for it. So it's not about total, when you say unhaving a business, it's not like going in and destroying everything and then bit rebuilding from scratch. It's about saying, well, this bit isn't quite right. We don't quite know how to interview candidates and score them in a fair way, or we need some coaching for this particular leader. And then you solve that and then move on to the next thing. That's the, that's the sort of premise of it. Yeah. Ah, no, it. It sounds great. And I've been to a few of your online sessions and it's, uh, it's always good. So good. Thank you. So James, what led you to your recent ADHD diagnosis then? It started with a story or an experience. So Michelle, as I mentioned, my partner in, in work and life, went through the process of seeking an assessment, getting a diagnosis. So I was seeing this firsthand and how it had helped her. And then with her blogs, we put on some more events. We got others, other people coming to talk to us about their ADHD, neurodivergence, etc the importance of that in the workplace um, for inclusion etc and the more i heard people talk the more i thought it does sound an awful lot like me and and i mean michelle she's a, a chartered business psychologist she was sort of saying yeah there's no way you haven't got adhd either so i then thought let's let's get the process started waiting lists as we all know are huge through the nhs so i thought um, i'm going to take the plunge i'll invest in seeking a private assessment and then uh, i thought it just makes sense if i have that knowledge that understanding and, and all that it brings it can only be a good thing for relationships for work and actually be more myself understanding myself better and doing what I can in the best way. So that was in a nutshell how the how it all started. 
Yeah. So when you were thinking more and more, oh, this this sounds like me, this sounds like me, what are some of the challenges that you faced that were in hindsight ADHD related? Um, so the diagnosis I had was inattentive ADHD. Hmm. Um, there, there's another thing on my list, classic ADHD, notifications of emails. I know it's on my list of how do I turn those off when I'm on a Zoom call on being recorded? And I if, you, if you <laughs> Chrome, you can probably just shut Chrome down or your your provider. But yeah, and it, don't worry about it. It adds to the uh, the excitement. Exactly. <laughs> so, so inattentive ADHD was what I was diagnosed with. So I think what I've found is there are those people who will talk about their ADHD and you can relate to some things, but not to others. But I found the a big one for me is um, it's like all or nothing energy. Mm. It's like you give me something I'm interested about, and I will sit here for six hours, crank it out, become an expert at that, not do it, not eat, not do anything else. So there's days where I can be like that, and you think, oh, if I could operate like this, like every day, I'd be a billionaire by about the middle of May. And then the next day, you get up and it's like, how did I manage all that yesterday? And I've got like totally no interest at all in doing anything, even though there's, there's things that have to be done. So it's very much like not consistent energy. Um, it's so within attentive, it's, I mean, before I got a diagnosis, I didn't know there were different kinds. So there's, there's some impulsivity and, and the hyper-focus, I suppose that's what I was referring to. That is something that I totally related to. Um, things like organization, planning things, remembering to do things. We obviously have tools now that can help us, but there were things like that, which um, I suppose you look back, don't you, on your career and think, ah, this is why that worked well there. I had someone else helping me at school. I had someone helping me to remind me of homework. Um, had a little diary to fill in that my parents would have to sign, that sort of thing. So it's hyper-focus, fluctuating energy, um, being a bit disorganized, not particularly well planned in, in instances, and overwhelm of too many things. So it's particularly as a business owner, we can have multiple projects on the go um, within them, lots of different tasks. And I can sit down some days and be, and just think, I don't even know where to start. I should do something, but it's an overwhelm of, I'd rather just do nothing or find yeah. something more shiny and exciting over here that I can do instead. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's hard to kind of put everything into kind of a, a short interview. But yeah, that's a, a really good overview. I also have inattentive ADHD. So when I, those days when I've got the energy, I'm like, this is great. How do I tap into this and make sure I have this energy every time? And then the day after, like completely wiped out. So it's about, for me, it's about accepting, okay, that energy is not going to be like that all the time. Is that yes. how you feel as well? It's, it is, and so even before the diagnosis, um, I talk about 
managing my energy. So I might have a particular task on, on my list for the day. Um, I don't know, let's say something creative, need to write a blog or need to come up with a fresh idea for something. If the energy wasn't there, rather than beat myself up about it, I'd just say, well, okay, I'll, I'll do that later. I'll see how I am this afternoon or do something different, get out in the sunshine. And it's, so even then it was almost trying to, to manage it or looking back at my career, actually, I'd sort of say, I think to myself, how is it, I don't recognize the sort of up and down of, um, that, that, that I feel more of being self-employed. And I think I put it down to the, the stress, the adrenaline, coffee, sugary snacks through the day. So it was almost keeping a level up through the day and then just go home at six o'clock or whenever and just be totally numb, have no energy and just be in a slump at the end of the day. So I think that's only more recently that I've recognized that Yeah. in managing it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so what is different for you now you, you know you have ADHD? It's, it's a funny one I was thinking about. I've been working with a coach um, to help with, whether you'd call it coping strategies, whether it's figuring things out um, of how to use this. In some ways, I don't think I'm any different. It's, it's more now the awareness of it's explaining how I have operated, how have I masked certain things, how have I coped in some ways and I don't so it's I think I'm perhaps a bit kinder to myself so instead of saying um, I have to be able to do everything or I'm totally incompetent it's actually accepting um, support from others not not that I couldn't delegate things but I think it's um, having support work or others working on key functions. It's, it's a, I could do this, but someone else is more, um, more proficient, proficient in this than I am. Um, I have, I joke about having almost like a, a bit like a computer game, a limited number of crystals each day. Yeah. And if I, if I do this task, if I have to do something for the accounts that I'm done for the rest of the day, cause really boring. Um, so it's, Fundamentally, I don't feel any different, but it's more the self-awareness of, um, I'd, I'd be very critical of myself of, oh, come on, James, you know, we've got to get this done. We've got to get that done. You know, why are you just sitting around with no energy doing nothing? Whereas now I'm, I'm much more open to just flowing with the energy and the understanding of if I can't write a blog today, I'm sure I'm going to have another day where I'm just like totally in the zone. And I had it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a Saturday. I'd been ill, had COVID. I woke up on a Saturday, sunny day like today. And I, I wrote something like five blogs in one stretch. They were just being sat there in my head. Yeah. And they, flew, they, they were flowing out of me. Wow. Um, through my fingers. And it's, I think it's just managing, 
who you are in a better way and able to communicate to people um, this is what I need this is how I work this is how um, I best get things done and almost not apologizing for for those things and it and it doesn't in many ways in an ideal world it's not even those who have ADHD who are neurodivergent should be the case for everyone and this is what we talk about with clients it's you're making an effort for those with ADHD to figure out how do you work with them how do you get the best from them how do you energize them should be the same for anyone it doesn't really matter what what letters you have as a as a, as a diagnosis or if there's no diagnosis and that's I think been a big learning for me it's I'm no different but now I can manage who I am and be more authentic and talk about the journey as well brilliant yeah and the things you just said you know kinder to yourself and more accepting of yourself working with your energy forgiving yourself if you can't do something one day you know that the next in a couple of days you'll get that energy and five blogs flowed through you you know so yeah excuse me my questions have disappeared on my phone That's okay. <laughs> let me just bring them back up. <laughs> so um what are your strengths your strengths and skills that you relate to adhd or just you generally So as a strengths coach, I've, I do use a tool with strengths, but I, I don't necessarily think I'll talk about those specifically, but it's, there's almost a couple of them link very much to forward thinking strategy, what the future could look like. Mm. And it's almost a, it's hard to explain. It's not quite a good feeling, but there's an intuition that I'm pretty sure we should be doing this. It, it, I think this is where we should be sailing to, to use a, a pirate analogy. And it's, I think it's, it's a strength that I have always had. Lots of ideas, really creative. It's like, oh, doing this process, this doesn't work. How about we tried it this way? And unfortunately, I worked in many companies where um it, it, you get shot down for that sort of thinking it's like we don't need you to think strategically it's just crack on with your job this is your job description um we've not invited your opinions and ideas and keep them to yourself compared to um i think my first job after university small estate agency in france i could go to the owners and say i've noticed this problem and I've got a solution, What this is what it would be, what it would involve, what do you reckon? And the response would be, well, of course, it's brilliant. Crack on, it would be implemented within the afternoon. Um, and it was, I think that's where I've thrived the most. So the strength, and this is the, the big challenge, I think often for those, say with ADHD, you, you have often probably been told what you're bad at or your strengths have actually actually being suppressed not encouraged so strategic thinking ideas creativity doing things differently looking at things from totally different angles is a definite strength but if you're in the wrong environment 
you you're made to feel like you're the problem um there's something wrong with you and you're a bit of an outcast so rather than stick around obviously i'm not welcome here so i'll bid you farewell and move on to the next thing so that strength is is definitely there and very much about connecting with people um, i think stepping into their shoes um, I, I joke about my sister has the same the same skill i can be sat on a plane or a train and it says i've got a t-shirt on that says talk to me tell me everything <laughs> um <laughs> within no time at all i think the thing is very open about, about what you're telling me i've barely met you so, <laughs> I think there's a, it's an authenticity or a, it's like kind of, I think if you're open and honest with people and show you you're well-intentioned, people warm to you and um, want to talk, want to chat, people want to talk about themselves. So uh, building relationships, connecting with others, um, and, and it's that, whether it's empathy, whether it, I don't know if that's come from as well feeling like a bit of an outcast in companies. So I've always made an effort to get to know people across departments and be curious. It's like, oh, what do you do? Well, how does that fit into the business? So it's like the curiosity of a five-year-old I always talk about. Yeah. And again, it's really helpful to get things done, but as a strength, chatting to people, I've been told off in other companies that I'm sort of um, take my average call times to clients is, is longer than the average should be. Um, and I think, well, do you want happy customers or yes. you want me off the phone at 90 seconds because that's what some, some metrics says you have to do. And that, that thing of using, connecting with people, talking to different departments, getting told off for distracting people, whereas really it was I'm building relationships here, cracking a few jokes, helping people feel valued part of a team so again strengths i was using but not necessarily used uh, i was in the wrong environment perhaps so it's this real balance of you might have these great strengths but you've been made to feel like they're not a strength and there's something wrong with you so that's been a big lesson for me in um, having a diagnosis looking back and thinking i've learned a lot but I was in the wrong places, the wrong types of settings. And I think that's important for anyone is to um, take that as, a, as almost a, uh, what you've been told as a weakness could very possibly be a strength. Yeah. You should use that more. Absolutely. And it's about helping people as, you know, as a strength coach, obviously helping people realize that these are strengths. And even though they've been, told to you know um that it's not a strength it's a problem um that's just one person's opinion so i'm all about the strengths I'm all about the strengths so have you got any kind of funny or humorous kind of situations or stories that's resulted from your adhd what i was thinking of was so i mentioned michelle my partner who was in the I think episode was it episode one. I think episode one. Episode one. <laughs> um, so she had a, an ADHD diagnosis, having combined ADHD, and we joke about 
um, so our strengths and but the differences in the ADHD. So we can go to an event and Michelle is the sort of person who is um, sort of more impulsive and really chatty. So we'll go to an event and I, I joke about it, sort of blow the doors off, Michelle's in and it's like a whirlwind, sweep around the room. I'm going to make friends with like absolutely everybody <laughs> and then she'll be bored. Um, but now I've met everyone, it's like, yeah, can we go? She'll then joke and look around and like, where's James? He's still at the coffee machine with the first person he met like 45 minutes ago. So I'm now into like family history and what they've done in their career and aspirations for the future. So I've met one or two people and have created a really deep relationship, but I've not really been interested in sweeping the room like Michelle has but then within attentive ADHD I almost find it's like like I have a networking meter and I'll put a pound into the meter but it only has a certain length of time obviously a bit like the car wash you get two minutes and then it runs out if you put a pound in and by that point I kind of I just, I've enjoyed it. I've met someone new. I've, I've got energy from it. I've learned something, but then I get bored and it's like, can we go now? And there's not really, I don't think any amount of coffee or donuts or bacon sandwiches that will probably get my energy back up. So it's a sort of ADHD, but both very different in how we, how we approach and operate things. Yeah. And um, I, that's such a, an important point, isn't it? That not only are we all individual humans, um, but each person with ADHD is going to look different and especially the different subtypes. And that's a really good comparison because some people, I think, have this image of uh, ADHD being an eight-year-old boy running around, not being able to keep still. But there's so many different presentations, isn't there? And that's a really good way to highlight how it can be so different. It's... It is, and I think that's the stereotypes are, I mean, I think it's a, a challenge for getting a diagnosis or, well, <clears throat> even starting the process. And I see a lot of, I'm gonna, I think I need to write about this because it's a lot of posts I see about ADHD. It's often joking about, it's all the bad things. It's all the things that are, oh, I'm so flaky and I can't plan to save my life and I can't hold my attention. I've got the attention span of a, of a, of a 20 year old stoner who needs to drink Red Bull every half an hour to actually get anything done. And it's, you think, well, no wonder people don't want to seek a, an assessment or a diagnosis because then it's like, oh crap, I'm in the, I'm yeah. in the weirdo bin with all the others who can't get anything done. But I would say, a lot of the people that we know that are entrepreneurs have growing businesses really passionate about what they do if they don't have adhd there are some of those who are like mm, yeah you definitely have it as well so i think there needs to be more communication that um so michelle and i have a business together two adhds you might think oh well it must be absolute chaos but with her individual strengths. So I'm a bit more ideas, thinking long-term, keep the business ticking over. Michelle's very much ideas into action, plans, get things done. 
and I manage the relationships after she's created them and I work on the structure and process. So together it's, um, it's, uh, I'd hesitate to say dream team because we're still growing our business, but together with using our strengths to decide what we would do in the business, then bringing in those who are, <clears throat> excuse me, um, who can help us with accounting because we both find that fairly tedious. Great. What else do we need help with? We're not very good at consistent marketing and PR. Fab. I have a team now that helps with that. So it's using your own strengths, using your ADHD and how it presents itself in the best way. We understand that of each other. Um, <clears throat> there's times I just want Michelle to listen about all my ideas <laughs> in the future, but she gets really antsy because um, she's already thinking, well, okay, do we need a new software system? Um, I need to talk to these three people to be able to get that rolling. Um, so we have to have that understanding to create the expectations, the boundaries. Um, but we are both using our individual strengths and how we operate. And then we flow with the energy that we have. And it's, so it's people who have got a lot to bring to the world who I think are presented in a way that are, uh, does them a disservice, I would say. And I think there's more people that, that the creative, passionate, different ways of thinking and operating. You only have to look at some of the well-known um, musical artists or business owners. Um, mm -hmm. And you think, yeah, they're definitely. And you're right tapping into those strengths, which are not always talked about, um, the kind of get hidden away or brushed aside over the other funny stuff. And it is relatable for a lot of people, but it's what you focus on, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And if you're focusing on your creativity and, you know, it sounds like what you and Michelle are doing is you're really putting your brains to work in the, in the great place, mm -hmm. then things are going to happen. And like you say, there's so many famous people that you can see. Um, so it's tapping into it, isn't it? Yes. It yeah. Is. So um, what would you say to somebody that's just been diagnosed and is perhaps feeling a little lost or confused? I would say find, find the communities where there are your people. I think I'd suggest that even before you get to a diagnosis, because I've noticed that everyone has, I think, the same doubts from if you have an appointment for an assessment or seeing the GP, then a, then a psychiatrist, everyone's umming and ahhing. It's like, oh, maybe I'm making this up. I'm not sure if this is me. What if they actually say I don't have ADHD? And it's when you're actually in, it could be a Facebook group, it could be a, a networking group, a WhatsApp group, find people that have the similar, um, either are diagnosed or think that they have their suspicions and are mulling it over. And, and I think I found that a very supportive place to be because they've all got the same challenges, the same worries, the yeah. same feelings of inadequacy or being an outcast so it's in the build-up and after diagnosis be part of those groups 
Yeah. People will then share their stories of, oh, I've just had a diagnosis and what do I do next? Or how have you found it? What's this brought to you? And I know from lots of examples, um, for some it's, it's quite, quite an emotional, almost traumatic experience that you look back and think of all the occasions you've missed opportunities or you've been put down as um, not a good employee or, um, and you felt an outcast rather than that be uh, a place to, to draw from the strengths. So it's, it varies for everyone. It can be traumatic, emotional. I think because I've seen Michelle's journey and been part of groups, I've known what to expect, what people have said, what the process is, what the steps are after a diagnosis, any coaching support, medication, is there any access to work support as well that you can look for? And it's almost that clarity of what can I do with this? It's not just about, great, you've met all these symptoms and I've given you a diagnosis. It's what practically can I do with that and what helps to process it, I think, because it can be a, from one end of trauma and this is why relationships have failed or my business has failed or I've ter worked terribly in corporates and I should have realized sooner that I should have just left and set up my business. And then um, I found that whole support to be probably the most critical part of the process and then knowing what to do next. Yeah. So it's, um, and it, and I think it's take time to, as well, you get a diagnosis, everyone I know and myself included, I didn't tell anyone other than those who were already in the club, <laughs> the ADHD club that I was going to go for an assessment. I told my, my mom and my sister after the fact, um, mm -hmm. cause I wasn't sure how they would, they would react or respond. So I think it's, you don't have to tell people straight away. Yeah. Um, tell people you feel close to, um, process what it means for you. Um, you can share your story with others and communities and blogs. You don't have to, if you don't want to, and then really just tap into the support groups, networks. Um, if you have government support, um, for support workers or, or coaching, counseling, medication, explore all the options, I think, and, and embrace who you are for your uniqueness and what you are good at, I would say. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Find your place, find your tribe and embrace who you are for your uniqueness. What a lovely way to kind of end the, the interview. Um, and yeah, hundred percent find those groups. There's, there are groups out there where you can find people that really get you are going through the same thing or have been through it. So it's about finding them, isn't it? Um, yes. and taking those steps. So James, thank you so much for being my guest number four. Um, and yeah. thanks so much for sharing your story so openly. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me on. It's been this has actually been very helpful for me as well to talk about my own journey. So yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you very much.